Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favourite film critic, Nico Duro, the silver screen dude! Hey screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. Ooh, a sleepy AJ. And myself, ah, Nico Luro. No, 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 I'm awake. Just don't do alcohol before a podcast, kids. That's my friendly advice. But no. Oh, <laughs> here's the world's smallest violin playing for you. In case you can't see it, I'm doing that way. I'm doing a little violin motion with my fingers. AJ had a just, big just, night. Just, <laughs> just, just for the record, he's in a podcast saying in case you can't see it. And I'm the drunk one. Okay, moving on. <laughs> the In Case You Can't See It was directed at you, my drunk friend. I'm all good. I'm all, I'm, I'm all good. I'm all good. It's one of those things that you don't realise you can still do. 1980s born and proud. Still kicking it in 2018. Oh, you're all sorts didn't, of tired today. Didn't, didn't, didn't know I had it in me. Didn't know I had it in me. But I'm here. Oh, mate, your body's putting you through a lot today. You're going to have to take some revenge on it. Ooh. <laughs> okay. You like that one? That was, that was a nice one. That was a nice one. You like that way I set that up and moved it around? Yeah, like a chessboard. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. Um, that is a perfect segue into our um, our current category in honour of the film Payback, which um, mixed reviews, <laughs> mixed reviews at the moment. I fall on the negative side, sadly. Um, I'm on the pendant because when I was going to see it, it was right after Deadpool two, and it was going to be a late screening. And yeah, I just thought I'm not here to be disappointed after yeah. such a great film. Yeah. So I will go for it. But um, again, for those of you who've just heard me mention the word Deadpool 2, I would like to put an extension out there and head you over to the Silver Screen Dude's YouTube page where there's a wonderful, wonderful review by the <laughs> the small violin player on, <laughs> on the left of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, no, joking aside, fantastic review, sir, as per usual. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. No problem, sir. With all gratitude. Yes. It's yeah. revenge movie time. Yeah. Um, as I said, I fall kind of on the negative to this. Now, I, I want to raise a little concern here and I probably shouldn't be doing it so early just for the fear of spoilers on either of our lists. Um, I'll I'll try to be as vague as possible. We've always said we're all about the edutainment, yeah? Indeed. Okay. So I looked, obviously we do our research, you know, when we get our lists pitched to us, there's always those few movies that instantly come to mind, yeah? Then you've got to dig a bit deeper, do some research. Now, I came across a load of movies that are genuine classics that I never saw. And I was like, ooh opportunity for some diversity and I'm not talking about the colour of the skin I'm talking about the diversity and the fact that we're not just going to try and deliver you know the generic blockbusters like Mm. we do every week I was like awesome I'm going to edutain myself and see the movies I haven't seen and then edutain you guys the silver screen dudes just in case they've made your list I'll spare the names until later but I went back and watched some of these classics and I'm like there's no way in good consciousness I can put you on the list above the ones which I've already got on my mind there. Like, I just can't. And some of these are massive names, bro. I, I, do you know what? There was one that was on my list and then I had to take it off through, like, selection because sometimes I feel like you're about vengeance but you're not or it just doesn't cover the area so much or then sometimes it feels just... Funny oh. enough, I had one that was quite similar to what you just said. Okay. You're about vengeance but you're not. No, but the others are about vengeance but I'm just like... Yeah, I got movies on my list that did it way better than you. This is it. This way is it. Like, better than I, you. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's that's Be it for I the way they were shot for the way they played with revenge for the way that the revenge unfolded I mean yeah man I mean especially like I'd say my top six are so diverse it's it's a beautiful list do you I'm know very what I'm proud of it if I don't say so myself I've had to put a few on like honorable just to keep a bit yeah, of diversity likewise, in the list likewise. we'll um, do the honorables at the of end course. obviously yeah yeah yeah, yeah. naturally um, but yeah, no, I'm looking at my honourables too. There's two or three big names in there that on any given day might have made my list, but... I think there's one on my list that like most people instantly go to when they think revenge, but then I was like, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. The, the thing is, is I'm disappointed. I'm brutally disappointed that... I'm also quite angry with myself, because you look at these old movies, right, which I've gone and edutained myself with, and you want to love them because of the name they are, because of the household name, because of the, the n- notoriety they've got. Then you watch them and you're like, nah. But for yeah. those of you listening for the first time, Thank you so much for joining us. If you are listening to us on iTunes or on Spreaker, SoundCloud, or wherever you may be listening. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, thank you, AJ. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button, especially on iTunes, guys. I mean, subscribe on all of them, but if you could quickly head over to iTunes, subscribe there, leave us a five-star rating, and leave us a review. Tell us, tell the world how much you love us. That would be awesome. So here's how the movie Mount Rushmore works. Deep breath. AJ and I get a topic each week, we go our separate ways, we come back in studio and we deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top ten lists. AJ will go first, delivering his bottom three, I will deliver my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his next two, I will deliver my next two. We then take a short break, go over the new areas, countries, states that have joined the Silver Screen Dudes revolution and are part of the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast. Announce who our Instagram winners are, because you should be following us on Instagram to win prizes too. And then we kick it back into the remaining top five list, where we each trade one apiece. If at any time during our rundown, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say... Punt! And we will punt and talk about that movie until we get about it when we reach the higher position. Once we have both delivered our, to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our top ten lists, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. This is the top four must-see movies in this week of this genre, so the four must-see revenge movies. And we try to not make it just about our, both of our top four combined. It, sometimes you go really deep on yeah. this, down to number nine or ten. It's about creating as much space spectrum of diversity as possible within the genre so that it's not just a one trick note so guys so take it away to go ahead okay take it away with my number 10 i actually didn't think this one would be so low down in the okay. list um it's one of my favorites like uh, from the time i saw it it always caught me i'm talking mel gibson's payback did not even make the honorables oh you hate it i've not seen it okay <laughs> <laughs> what it is I love Mel yeah I haven't seen it no 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 so oh. the floor is yours <laughs> payback payback I love it's the story of um, thieves they're just criminals um, Mel Gibson's a crook his best friend and wife screw him over so after they've done their heist he gets shot in the back and left for dead and they run off with all the money he recovers from <laughs> the near death situation that he was in mm. and the, the, what I love about this whole situation is he is not after all the money back he just wants his cut <laughs> so it's oh, like, so it's like, a like human like, side yeah it's like you know he could give me what's rightfully mine yeah <laughs> you know like let's say it was three million that was there he doesn't want the three mil he just wants the mil yeah. <laughs> that's fine and he has to go up against his best friend is part of a syndicate mafia type syndicate that's there Always so true. he's going against them he's now avoiding the police who obviously know that he's a criminal so he's got to avoid them but they're corrupt cops mm. as well very much similar to your um 
your bad cops in um, San Andreas, you know, they're, they're very corrupt and very sly with their way and very blatant with their corruption. I got um, you. Yeah, that's, that's their way. But he goes up there, he, he, he enlists the help of an old um, prostitute friend of his and he just goes through this entire group and it, it's like, when they're like, we've got your three, I can't remember the figure, please bear with me, but it's like, we've got your three million. It's one million. <laughs> he's like, he, he, he sticks on it that he just wants his cut. And he goes to town on them. Like, I've, oh, I've loved payback since the first time I saw it. I guess the theme being, principal can kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel, Mel, Mel's on top form in that one. Mel's always good. Yeah, I don't care how psychotic he is. Mel, Mel on screen is just good. Yeah, yeah. Mel behind the camera is also very, <laughs> very, good. very powerful. Love Mel. Very powerful creator there. So love Mel the artist. Not Mel the person, just disclaimer. Have to get that in rare. You really do, don't you? It's like, yeah, I, I love the, the, the woman-hating racist. No, no, no. But I do love the man who gave us Lethal Weapon and Hacksaw Ridge. Yes, indeed. <laughs> if you hate that, then you don't like movies. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Just before you carry on, can I interject something here? Yes, sir. I, and tell me if this is how you've gone about it. Kind of the way I've built my list is, uh, you'll see, is like, not just the severity of how the revenge is carried out but it's and not just how good the movie is as a whole but it's how good the severity of the revenge carried out is and how unique an approach it takes to revenge that's kind of the way I've gone okay um, you don't have to have no, gone no, that no, way no, I'm no, just no, saying course. that's um, the way I've gone I went for there was severity like the severity it, it's action based but it does get more action based later on in terms of severity um, for myself see mine gets less action based really oh yeah mine's, mine gets psychological like Ooh. yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah it okay. gets psychological but I do fuck. what I've tried to do as well I've had to remove some that are similar and it hurt me to remove one it's oh, yeah, yeah. it hurt me it really did it can't be the one I'm thinking of like there's only one I can imagine that's in my mind that would really sting you and I can't imagine you've do you left know it what? off I think payback stayed because that would have stung me too bad. I, I, I the, think the one I'm thinking of is your number one, personally. That's oh, yeah, if we're going that way, then yeah. Um, there is one that is just very high on the list for me. I can't Always imagine you would have taken this I off. couldn't have. I couldn't have. Um, this one I do like a lot, but it's very similar to another film in there, and I believe that one kind of delivered better for me. But yeah, that's just memory, how I've got yeah. my list. So um, it's the severity of the revenge and also how unique the approach to revenge within the movie is. Yeah, there was a bit of that. But there was also diversity. I, I really yeah. looked at the diversity of the different types of ways. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, look yeah. at revenge as that's well. That's the way I've gone to. Like, for instance, we had Payback, which is just a standard comedic action revenge. Mm. My number nine, on the other hand, is more horror. Slasher horror. Oh, I like it. Shoot. I know what you did last summer. I still haven't seen it. Ooh. To this day, I haven't fucking seen that movie, and it's a crime. I love me a slasher horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you did last summer. A, a group of friends on a summer trip, and I believe they're coming back from the trip, um, driving as they were, a bit of speeding, and they knock over a fisherman. Hmm. Um, they believe they've killed him, throw the body in the river, and off they go. Yeah, they leave it there. They decide to meet back up a year later. They've pledged a vow of no one ever talks of this as you do when, when you don't call the police and throw the body in the river right. and um, it starts to turn up that the bodies of the friends start vanishing and the term keeps coming up I know what you did last summer so it actually starts off with I know what you did last summer and they're like mm. 
who knows what is it a joke is it a prank how could anyone know there was no one around mm. and then the team starts to fall apart and then you realise that there was a it's, that, it's got a funny twist because let's say the innocent bystander who got knocked over may not have been so innocent in the first place oh yeah interesting <laughs> so, so that's what it gives you a bit of a I hope given. the twist is more than by the way the fisherman's alive and he's the killer what I'm getting at is that's, I mean no, I no, haven't no, seen no, it no, now no, managed to piece I, that I, together yeah, no, we've got that part but I'm talking more like the unearthing you know and what I will say you remember the old guy in Home Alone uh, yes what the initial thought was yes it's kind of similar to that initial thought like okay. ooh you's a creepy mofo okay. <laughs> so it's got a bit of that and then it just it builds it's a very I enjoyed it and I think on a on a so revenge who's, scale, who's the revenging here is it it was the guy who got left for dead okay. <laughs> so, so he's the killer spoiler <laughs> <laughs> I tried to avoid that but yeah you know it's the one who knew what they did last summer yeah and it, and it builds it's, it's an interesting film and yeah Okay, I so it's about how he torments them, really. Goes through the team, yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, nice I one. like that. Your number eight. Number eight. This one again. It hurt, and I, I was like, ah, it has to be in the list, though. But um, it hurt that it's so low. Our US fans will be familiar with it as the professional. Us in Europe will call it Leon. This is gonna scare you. Honorable mention. Do you know what? Obviously, Leon comes to mind. Obviously, Leon comes to mind. It's one of those that it was ever going to be... We've mentioned it so many times, it's acceptable to make it an honourable. I think the fact that both of us knew that one of us would have had it on the list, failing that the fact that it will be an honourable, we could still dissect it to pieces. Once again, for anyone who hasn't caught a previous episode, it's... We like Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jean Reno and the first appearance of a young Natalie Portman, if I'm not mistaken. And And Gary Oldman. Let's not forget Gary Oldman as the psychotic, twisted, drug-dealing DA. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Stance, right? Yes, 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 yes. Um, Natalie Portman has her family. uh, They're a bit shady. They're a bit shady. You can see they're not um, the (laughs) 2.4 children. It's not the 2.4 children. um, No, it's two and a half men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're not living the cleanest lifestyle, but they're doing what they can to survive. They're not... When I say they're not harming anyone, you know, dad's kind of... They're not. They're not harming anyone other than each other. Yeah, exactly. There's no external harm going on. Yeah, this is it, this is it. They're not choice human beings. Yeah, that's, that's the way you'll go about it. But then she witnesses her family get murdered. And coincidentally, just down the hall in their apartment... (laughs) <laughs> it's a hitman for hire who loves to water his plants yeah. <laughs> and, and who likes Gene Kelly <laughs> yeah you know he, he, he has a very um, human side but Doesn't there, there's the other side of him that will tear shit down yeah. <laughs> and I think this was my first revenge movie in life <laughs> yeah I, I think it was okay so it's got an emotional it has, it has an emotional side it's one of those that you're like whoa I think that's when you mm. think, whoa. Leon gave you whoa factor. You know, you were talking bullets and guns and tactical. I think there were tactical assassinations in there where you're like, whoa, he done that. And even Natalie Portman's young character who's, I think, through torment is desperate to avenge her family and the, 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 the close relationship she builds with a hitman. And it's like the moral aspect of that. Like, yeah. Should she be exposed to that? But then you can't really deny her her vengeance either. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting and intricate story, actually. It's very humane. Yeah. I li- I've always liked Leon. It couldn't, it, mate, it couldn't make my list. 
I've, I've got too much on there that was just no, keeping it off. Understandable, understandable, but but it is it, it's always worth a mention. Yeah, and it brings that international feel. But unfortunately for you, that I'm gonna wipe the floor with the international feel today. <laughs> I got. I have a feeling there's one international that I unfortunately haven't seen. Of- I'm part way through the remake and I found out that there's an international which I feel oh, is oh is, is this a remake with Josh Brolin indeed yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I'm part way through that yeah one no like, that Ooh. sucks don't watch that watch the original this is what I've heard yeah this yeah yeah oh yeah. yeah. we'll get to that <laughs> spoiler there's everyone I am being right now like what the fuck what the Josh, Josh Brolin revenge movie <laughs> for the record you might find about three <laughs> but from one great actor to a few others my number Please. ten uh, Gangs of New York. Honourable. Yeah, I thought honorable, it would be. Honourable, honourable. I rewatched this, and when we first... This is one of the ones where I was like, this is going to be really high up. No. Great movie. Great period piece. Yeah. Dealt with revenge. This yeah. is why it makes the list. It deals with the revenge in a very unique way, because ultimately, at the end, you are left asking the question, well, who's right, who's wrong here? Because this is not the way a city should be built. No. On blood and violence. Agreed. And manipulation and corruption and dealing with high, we're dealing with pressurizing politicians. But it is fascinating nonetheless. You know, the fact that the battle opens with William Cunning, aka Bill the Butcher, just going to town on Liam Neeson, um, who turns out to be Amsterdam Valen, played by Leonardo DiCaprio's father. Father, yeah. But you kind of think, like, yeah, okay, DiCaprio, you're getting revenge on Bill the Butcher here. But if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, you are both fighting for the five corners, for the five points of New York, sorry. But, the, you know, it's one of those things, right? And I'm not going to get political in this, but it's one of those things you have the reason behind the fight, but yeah. then you have the emotional thing of, I've just witnessed Daddy die. Yeah, and painfully. Yeah, you know, you will never, it will never, it's not something one just casually goes, oh, well, well, yeah, it's happened, you know? Mm as long as I'm still breathing I'm going to give it a shot kind of thing you know and do you know why I give this movie absolute credit because after re-watching it again and this was within the last two three days obviously love the movie but I nearly actually didn't even put it on the list mm. but the last scene I forgot how powerful the very last scene where he's buried William Cunning and then Martin Scorsese does that time lapse of New York changing and gradually building and then DiCaprio's voiceover going, and they never even knew we were here. It was like, Phew. I mean, even now hearing it, goosebumps, yeah. literal yeah. goosebumps. You see the grave, uh, you see the cemetery changing to being more and more dilapidated. And in the background, you've got the two towers going up, the Brooklyn Bridge being built, the Empire State, the Chrysler Building, all of these iconic New York landmarks built on something that they're not even aware yeah. was yeah. the foundation of the very city. And I was like, wow. This is, the, well, this is the funny thing of history, isn't it? No, it is, but you want to talk about just... It moved me so much. No, no, no. That, to, to have that power in a time-lapse, because that's all it is. It's, true. it's, true. it's a time-lapse with, uh, with a piece of narration over it. But it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And talk about powerful. F- I mean, I've said this on the podcast so many times, but I'm going to say it again. Fucking Daniel Day-Lewis! <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry... I, I, I had that memory that he outacted DiCaprio. Oh, he outacted DiCaprio. Like, I feel that D- DiCaprio wasn't even good in this movie because all the attention's on Bill. Like, DiCaprio became good 
after Gangs of New York. This is his moment where he's like, okay, I need to step it up a notch because that's the fucking gold standard. Yeah. Um, he uh, he really wasn't great in this actually, no, DiCaprio. No, I, I, know, I know you're coming. And the Irish accent that was breaking and coming and going, I was like, no, no, no. It was weak. It was, yeah. It wasn't his best performance. When you know that he can do wonders with accents, like in Blood Diamond. Um, Cameron Diaz, I thought was very good. Yeah, she was. She um, was. But Bill, fucking hell, he was he was the show stealer. He was the show stealer. But that physicality that he brings with his presence, not with his words, just that presence, yeah. the way he walks, just everything about him. You're like, you are a terrifying motherfucker. Big time, big time. Terrifying. There's no denying that. There was no denying that. He's a very just when he turns around and says something like, "What did you say?" and it's like, you know that when he says that, you're like, "Don't kill me." Yeah, yeah. It's, he's it's terrifying. Stable beyond belief. It's just yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Character. No, love that movie. Obviously, yeah. ten on the list. Just made the list because it's. I thought the revenge was questionable. As I said, if the shoe was on the other foot, you know what. <laughs> Yeah. What if Bill had a kid and you and then Liam Neeson killed Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Shoes on the other foot, different story. But that's not the story. My number nine. Guessing you probably would have thought this would have been higher. Might be a punt. I hope it's a punt. John Wick. Punt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My number eight. Go. Uh, this is the one of the hailed classics that actually made the list. This is the only one that did it. All the others are more modern. Um, Death Wish with Charles Bronson. Okay, I didn't have a chance to come across it. Very good. Essentially, this is the story. I believe he's a banker of... No, he's a banker or an insurance man of some sort, you know? He's staying late at work one night, and his his wife and daughter go shopping, um, and it's, it's very much of its time, because this is back in the day where the shopping orders, instead of obviously doing it online, you know, if you have something delivered to your door, then, you know, you have to write your address down. Now, this group of thugs that see the daughter and mother notice they're shopping, make a note of the address, follow them home, and proceed to rape them and completely destroy the house, right? Charles Bronson obviously comes home to find all this. He's not a happy man. No. Now, what's interesting about this movie is that he's not one of these mans that, oh, you messed with the wrong guy because he's military trained. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. He's a fallible, just your average Joe human being. But what's fascinating about it is that he literally turns into fucking Batman. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally one of those. He does... what he does is he tries going down the legal route to start with. You know, he says to the police, like, realistically, what are the chances of catching these guys? And they say to him, honestly, like, we don't want to get your hopes up. So he's like, cool. I'm going to take shit into my own hands. Now, this isn't a spoiler, but what's fascinating is that he never actually finds the guys responsible. His revenge is against the city and the city that failed him. So he basically goes out to the worst parts of New York, you know, Central Park at night, back in the 80s. Don't do that. The Bowery. Don't do that. Fucking Harlem. Don't do that. Don't go to these places at night 30 years ago, right? Bad idea. He goes looking for crime and looking to stop crime. It's like his one-man war against the city that never sleeps that failed him. (laughs) And that's why I made the list. I was like, it would have been so much less impactful if he'd just gone after these guys and without any sort of exposition as to training that he may or may not have, in this case, not have, how would he realistically been able to find these guys back in the 80s before the real internet boom, you know? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. It would have been so far-fetched. But he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to find these guys. New York, I'm going to fuck you up. 
and he literally goes to town on the city and you know and it's not like I'm gonna stop the crime it's like no no I'm gonna kill the killers he turns into a he turns into a vigilante that's what I mean he mm. turns it that's what I mean by he turns into Batman fun fact one of the rapists Jeff Goldblum first role okay really <laughs> young Jeff Goldblum I was okay. like oh Jeff oh Jeff Jeff no Jeff, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> well okay hell of a movie I get the hype behind this one. Very cool, very stylized, very down to earth, you know? It's not like one of these, like, so something bad happens to him and he becomes a superhero. It's like, no, he tried to do the right thing and the city failed him. And it's kind of like, speaking completely bluntly, I can imagine putting myself in his shoes. That's what I found interesting. It's like, it's very relatable, you know? And it's not, and it doesn't have any of that bullshit like, oh, I'm gonna put myself through training and now I'm gonna become really ripped and, you know, turn into a a kung fu machine. No, 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 no. He's just as fallible at the end as when he begins. He just happens to have a gun and not afraid to use it. Mm. Simple as that. He gets hurt along the way. Interesting. It's a goodie. Interesting. It's a goodie. And Charles Bronson, obviously, is one of the all time greats. We love Charles Bronson. Indeed. indeed. That's my number eight. That's my classic feel for you. Okay. Sadly, I, so I, I did say I wanted more classic, but eh, I guess you could argue number one's a classic, but anyway, carry on. You're number seven. I thought I'd it might punt. But anyway, we'll go for it. Cape Fear. Punt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Six. This one's got a, d- a different twist to it. Um, comedy route. Horrible bosses. Yeah, good shout. <laughs> You can have a bit of comedy. Yeah, yeah, and why I was not? Like, yeah. It's not making the rush more. I'm just talking at the moment. Let's just take the comedy. No, let's just I, no, because I know where you're going to go. You're going to go with counter program. Yeah, look at your face. He's pulling. Okay, I know you can't see it, but he's pulling a face that I know all too well. Like, well, argue against it. I will. There's more worthy movies. So we're not even... No! There may be. No. There may be. AJ? No. <laughs> I'm going to We're pretend. not having a repeat of the Goonies. No. <laughs> Keep trying. No. <laughs> Horrible Bosses, the story of four good friends who each absolutely hate their boss for all very different reasons. One being the, 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 the slimy second-in-command Colin Farrell. Just... Oh, he plays he the tool so he, well. Oh, he... He was classic. He was absolutely... In a time when you thought, mm, Colin's got off the grid. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> this character, it was like he was made for it. He, yeah. He just, he just owned that No disrespect, well. Colin. No, 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 no. But I say... No, no, yeah. He was made... He, he could carry it out. I don't think anyone else could have carried it out as well as Colin mm. Farrell. Just 100% just the the spoiled brat who, who's gonna, who knows he's, in, he's gonna get hold of daddy's company later on and he is just the biggest asshole you yeah. can ever get. My favourite, by the way, was Jennifer Aniston. Of course, someone's coming next. Yeah. I, I, I could work for Jennifer Aniston's character any day of the week. I'll even apply now if she wants. <laughs> the, the, Hashtag me too. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Be careful, yeah, AJ. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Not in this day and age. <laughs> but um, hey, yeah, no, the um, nymphomaniac, um, yeah, sex-driven, very perverted, very sexually suggestive. <laughs> um, blackmailing. Yeah, yeah, blackmailing. Yeah, yeah, no, the blackmailing is very disgusting. That part is very wrong, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on the other side. Maybe the black... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah. 
and we've Kevin got Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey's character. He's the he, nastiest. He is the nastiest. He is full on nasty because his character is just vile. It is that I've got the money. It, it's it's a power like, yeah, trip. it's the ultimate power trip. He treats everyone like shit. Where you've got the spoiled brat who just knows he's getting away with it. This guy made his way. Yeah. You can see he built it himself, and everyone else is just nothing to him. He's just vile. And who was the? F- there was a fourth, wasn't it? It's not. Is it three friends or four? Three friends. Sorry, mistaken. I was thinking to myself, it is the three guys, and all of these three guys just plot to, one drunken night. Let's kill our bosses. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the way it goes off from you know, we'll hire a hitman, and it's like hire a guy to do the job. Just Isn't to Jason fight. Bateman in this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Bateman. Always yeah. like Jason. Jason. He, he delivers really well. He yeah. delivers good comedy actually. Um, but that ah. Oh, it was classic Jamie Foxx, isn't it? And mm. the, the, the wannabe who tries to sell you that he's a bad, he, he's gangster and this, and it's like, no. <laughs> no. And then they decide to take matters into their own hands. And it just all works out in the best way possible. But the journey is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, a very good one. Absolutely hilarious. So. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That was a. That, I had to go with that. That's one. your number six. Indeed, it is. My number seven. I feel like we might punt, and if this isn't on your list, I'm going to be shocked. Um, Man on fire. That's the one that hurt me. That I had to. Put really. On. I had to put on honourable. Wow. It hurt me. Wow. It hurt me. I, I guess know. you were like Nick. Please put it on. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a classic. It's it so is good. so powerful. I love that film. And it was on my list, and then because of the aspects of like diversity, I was I kept looking at my Denzel. It's not going off. (laughs) Is it really? No, no. Do you know I rewatched this because I've rewatched all of these, all watched them for the first time. The ending bothers me more than it used to, and obviously I don't want to go into spoilers, so we'll talk about it off camera. But the ultimate way that you know he gets her back is kind of like no. But I, I'm so sad he's he's God, he, God dead rather. R.I.P. Tony Scott. I love the way this guy shoots movies. Yeah, I know that Ridley's a bigger name, I know, but Tony's, Tony's underestimated. Towards Tony, Tony is underestimated. I he's love got some the really fucking good. way he shoots movies. He's got some really good that work. sharp editing, the way he uses camera tricks, the editing tricks. I love his way of making movies. It's so raw and gritty. Yeah. It's it's this something like you feel dirty watching a Tony Scott movie. Yeah, no, you know it, what it I mean? is gritty. You feel close to the edge. Yeah. It? it really is. It, it's close and it's those close shots. It's, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. You get those and it's like, it's ooh, really you're, you're in close. it. You're yeah. in it. You're in it. You're definitely in it. You and that's I don't know another director who's who who does that. Uh, I'm sure there is one, but I can't think of him right now. But no, the the story is this, obviously. Denzel Washington is a, a, is a, a very much... No, it's, he's not even that. He's just a, he's a has-been. We'll leave it at that. He's very, very well-trained, but he's a has-been. He gets recruited by Christopher Balken to go and um, look after this family in Mexico. Mexico City. Um, the, the opening line is harrowing. Every... It's something like... Every 48 hours, 60 people are kidnapped. Yeah, and, yeah. And 70% of them don't live, and this is all true. It's like, damn. Did it, you know it it's a true story, in, man, on fire? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's quite hardcore. It, put, it puts you into a real perspective, like, ooh. Yeah, it, it is a true story, so there's that element. So, again, no horrible bosses. There's that argument. Um, <laughs> I'm already fighting just, you here, because I know just, where we're going. Just keep going. 
Um, but essentially what Denzel Washington takes a very removed stance from his job you know he's got to look after the the daughter of this guy called Ramos who's a political man and the daughter's played by Dakota Fanning who is just on another level of brilliant she's so good she's She's so fucking good Dakota Fanning yeah yeah. she's done some really good films actually she's she's, you know fucking Twilight man it wrecked her it really wrecked her just can't get into that Elle Fanning's amazing I would always pitch that Dakota's more talented than Elle is. Mm, yeah. Elle's getting the work. Twilight fucking killed Dakota. I mean, she's, you look at her IMDb profile, she's still working. Like, yeah, girl, yeah. Girl's not struggling for cash, put it that way, but she's not getting the big roles. The, the roles that she, she should have She ain't front been. and centre yeah. anymore, which is yeah. tragic. But Dakota Fanning plays the daughter, and Denzel Washington, who plays Creasy, is charged with looking after her. Now, what's fascinating I found is that they, they took their time before, because essentially she gets kidnapped. This isn't a spoiler. No, no, no. This is, this is where the motive that, of the revenge. You need a revenge plot yeah. and that's it, yeah. But they take their time with the kidnapping to really like build up their relationship. Because at first he's like, no, no, we're not friends. Like, yeah. You can sit in the back, like I'm your bodyguard, that's it. Then he develops yeah, something with her, helps her to train for swimming and then it happens and you're like, oh, fuck. And man, does he go to town. Like, I've, I think this might be Denzel at his stone cold killer best. Because, yeah. I mean, people would say, whoa, whoa, training day. I'm like, no, training day is top. But I think he's more brutal than this. Oh, he is. No, 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 for like, sure, for sure. He puts a bomb up a guy's batty. Yeah. It's yeah, like, it, it, who it, does that? There's no, there's no joking with it. Who he, does that? He gets serious in this. Yeah. He gets serious. That, it hurt me. It hurt me to make it honorable. I it's know. Denzel so powerful. If it man. was, if it wasn't for variety. Yeah. This would be on the li- like yeah. that that. that uh, so you left man fi- man on fire off for the sake of fucking me with horrible bosses, did you? I don't fuck any. Anyway, moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool. so yeah, but, that was yes. my number seven. My number six, international love. It's time for some international love, and I'm going with Le Bossu. Okay. Have you I seen it? Been... It was sure at the lycée when we were going to school a lot. Yeah. I I'm it's fake though. It's fake. Brilliant movie. Okay, this movie is as, oh, it's, it's wonderful. It's a period piece, not based on anything true, of course. Um, stars Daniel Auteuil, one of the biggest stars yes, in yes. French cinema. You know, second probably only to someone like Gérard Depardieu and um, Renaud. Renaud. Yeah, I mean, he's up there with yeah. the best Daniel Auteuil. Um, but this movie has just got all the, the swagger and pomp that you only get in a French movie. Like, every scene, the way it's lit, the way that the characters speak over-eloquently, but yet believably, and you think, you just know in 15th and 16th century France, motherfuckers were speaking this way. Yeah. Because the French in that period, and I'm proud as one, were so up their own ass. In the most... But not in a condescending way, in just the most wonderful way possible. Like, you know, France at that time was the worldwide epicenter of culinary delight, of culture, of art. France was it. And the fucking actors who were playing these periodical characters, no period characters, know that. And they completely embody the French pomp of that period. So that won me over because of the way it was shot. So that was wonderful. But that's not even the story, obviously. Story is as follows. So Daniel Lotte plays a very, very talented trained swordsman. The movie sets it up well because in his academy is an even more talented swordsman called the Duc de Nevers, right? Now the Duc de Nevers, 
knows how to kill any man with a sword in five goes. There's another movie which ripped this off, which we'll be talking about later, I'm sure. Yes. You're smiling. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm smiling because the more I think of it, the more I'm wondering if I've seen this film. It rings You bells. must have. It rings bells. It's, so this is the opening scene. So basically, Daniel Otto's character, Lagardère, wants to be trained how to do this five-point killing technique. And through the fact that he becomes the Duke's closest ally, closest swordsman, I won't go into how because it's quite wonderful and that would be giving away details. The Duke does get betrayed by his cousin. This is all in the synopsis on IMDb. I'm not giving anything away, spoiler-wise here. And Lagardère is entrusted with the Duke's, what they think is the Duke's bastard daughter. So she's actually the heiress to his fortune. And he keeps her in hiding for 16 years. And the daughter turns out to be played by Marie Gillin. Gillin Gillin, however you pronounce it. One of the most beautiful women who has ever walked the planet. You'd know her from things like uh, Mon Père Suiro with Gerard de Pardieu. That's yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, the daughter. Yeah, 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 you I just know. look and jaws drop. Just one of the all-time beautiful women. Just not fair, right? <laughs> she plays the daughter and it's her relationship with Lagardère and how he then tries to infiltrate the, um, the, the ranks of the person who killed the Duke, right? The famous line being, si tu ne viens pas à Lagardère, Lagardère ira à toi. If you don't come to Lagardère, I'ma find you, right? And the whole movie is this revenge buildup of getting the daughter back to her rightful place as, as a duchess and him killing the guy who killed his closest friend, the Duke. And it's done with beautiful, swordsmanship, great choreography, all, as I said, the French pomp and the gorgeous costumes, the way of doing dialogue that I'm sorry only the French can do because it's purposefully larger than life. And it's just such a wonderful movie. Fun fact, obviously, you know, when the French swordsman would get ready for a fight, the custom would be to say en garde, right? The English title actually fucked up the, fucked up the spelling because en garde is spelled E-N and then guard, yeah. right? But when you say en garde without the French accent, it turns into en garde, en garde right? Yeah. So the movie's actually called En Garde, but spelled O-N. They fucked up. <laughs> oh dear. So, yeah, it's really funny. Like, if you IMDb, it's called En O-N Garde. I'm telling you as a Frenchman, and you know this, yeah. speaking French, that ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's really funny how they got it that wrong, and that, yeah. that's now in the annals of Hollywood, that this title is fucking, fucking wrong. Oh dear. It's quite funny. Um, but yeah, Le Bouchou, Wonderful movie. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, cool. And cool. iconic. That line, si tu ne viens pas à la gardière, la gardière ira à toi, is one of the most famous lines in international cinema. So that was my number six. Intermission time. Indeed. Do your we love you. Guys, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Always a pleasure having you guys on board. Um, I, I, I've said it once, I've said it twice, but you never know who's listening. Each week we seem to have new followers, so each week I will repeat myself. We are two buddies who just have a passion for film. Decided to put it on a podcast, share it with the world, and the world has accepted our sharing. Um, gradually, each week we seem to be growing. We are just ever grateful, ever thankful. And we just hope that you enjoy it. Again, as we always say, we do say subscribe, we do say give us a five star, we do say give us a comment below. We are very open to suggestion. Um, what we try to do as being more interactive is if you win, we'll get into, oh, Nico will get into that earlier, um, a bit later. You get to decide um, the next topic that we discuss, or a topic. I wouldn't say the next because it depends on how we can intertwine it with what's coming out in movies. But on, on the flip side to that, we try to be as interactive as possible. So any comments you do want to give us, um, 
good, bad, whatever. We are here to work with you. This is what the silver screen dudes are. But I say we agree with you all the time. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. We are, we're very open. We are human. We are humble. And we are truly humbled by the ongoing growth. Nico, please, talking of ongoing growth, fill us in. Who are we welcoming? Uh, so no new countries this week, but we've got some new areas in the UK to welcome. Okay, interesting. Purley. Oh, Croydon, interesting. Beaconsfield. Beaconsfield, Beaconsfield, I know that. Dude, I'm shit with English geography. Beaconsfield, Beaconsfield what up? Yeah, a big shout out to you guys, I'm sure I know where that is. Hounslow? Yeah, yeah, I think Hounslow, Beaconsfield, yeah, 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 I think they're kind of close. I could be completely wrong, apologies if I'm wrong, but I know Hounslow. Hounslow's not far from my end of town. And Cricklewood, which is around the corner from here. Yeah. Wait, now you know where the silver screen studio is close to. You can map us out, you can feel that north-west-west vibe, can't you? Like, yeah, you Hounslow. can find yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Start pinpointing, you may just find us. But yeah, lots of followers. It's not like just the one person from there. Lots of people from there, which is quite coincidental. Cool. Um, cool. So that's nice. But I need to talk about the uh, Instagram competition now. Indeed. And uh, Instagram winner. You guys need to follow us on Instagram. Not just because it helps us, but for your own benefit too. Because sharing is caring. Hey? Sharing that's is caring. Look, look us up on Instagram. Don't search for Movie Matt Rushmore. Search Silver Screen Dudes, right? Throughout the week, we will be uploading clues. Clues to what our next podcast will be, right? The way it works is this. We will put two movie posters next to each other that seemingly have nothing to do with each other. But there is something, there's a clue, common a common ground. theme, a common ground that links these two movies. Most people don't get it on the first go, but then you go to the net, you tune in every day, come back to Silver Screen Dudes, and then you'll get the next two movie posters. And then over the course of a few days, you'll start to see a correlation between all the movies, like a theme that joins yeah, them. So, so obviously this week was Revenge. Yes, right. Um, you know, previously we had raunchy teen comedies, which you get after three goes, so fair play. Um, but yeah, the aim of the game is to guess what our next topic would be. So what do all these movies have in common? Now, if you guess correctly, you, my silver screen dude friends, will win a prize. Postage and packaging included, we will send you the prize of your choosing. We will email you when you win. Um, and then you can pick the prize that we have available for you. And we will send it to your front door. Simple, simple as that, Simple really. as, simple as. Now, we do have a winner this week. Uh, that would be Gunet. That's G-W-N-E-T-T-E. Please follow her on Instagram. Congratulations to you. Gunet, um, who has won herself a copy of Doctor Strange on DVD or okay. Blu-ray, whichever you choose. Uh, and she will also be able to get the pick the topic for one of our next podcasts. And that's the other joy of this. You Indeed. guys get to interact with the show. And we're not that stupid to say what her topic is and give it away to someone to win the next thing. No, we so won't. Congratulations, <laughs> you'll figure it out when you figure it out. Yeah. So, guys, you've seen it. That's what we do. We try to be as interactive as possible, as well as emails and what have you. We give you subjects to go for. Uh, well, topics to win, and then you become the topic chooser. The taskmaster, as it were, for the next um, topic. And that, that's how fun we are. And you know what? The, the more challenging they are, the more challenging it is for us. Because sometimes you may know one or two films and then we have a lot of research to do. And it makes it yeah. even more interesting to go down into the debates of what really makes a top ten. And I enjoy it sometimes when you're like, as I said, like going back, Man on Fire. Yeah. Really didn't want to take it off. No, but, I imagine. Yeah, that, it hurt. But hey, this is what we do. Mm. So that's it. So, congratulations once again to our latest winner. Gwinnett, follow her on Instagram. Yes, indeed. So it's, it's all about that. It's all about the followers. 
It's the screeners follow train. It's the screeners follow train. <laughs> What's about uh, the SSD community? <laughs> That's the, the what? The SSD silver screen. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back. And we're back. Your number five. My number five. This is a more recent movie. I, it was on the mix, but I, I actually really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would actually, but it was an interesting journey. I'm talking the Quentin Tarantino, Jamie Foxx link up, and let's not forget Christoph Waltz in Django Unchained. Didn't even make the honourables. Hate it. Love it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Is it a revenge movie? Has it been that long since I've seen it? Refresh my memory. It's they've kid they've not only tortured like his clan, they've kidnapped his woman, his wife, and he's on a trail to not get. Well, he be, he gets sold off as a slave. Yeah, has to claim for freedom. Mm-hmm. Then go through the entire journey to get his lady back. I mean, so it's a revenge movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in a nutshell. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've, I've just mentioned everyone, and I forgot Kerry Washington, and of course Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> and obviously yeah, Samuel yeah. Jackson, who's always in a Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Samuel Jackson as the House N um, plays it very well. House N, <laughs> you, you can, you can. Do you know, I heard M there, and I went Marvel at like House of M. No, no, no. Huh? The House of Scarborough. <laughs> <Scott. laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he is the absolute sold out. Um, it's very similar to Terry Crews in White Chicks of I'm Black. <laughs> he just, yeah, has nothing to do with his race whatsoever. Who would absolutely sell them for a packet of Rolos, as far as I'm concerned. Just wow. doesn't want to know. He, wow. <laughs> it, it's that bad. Good analogy. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. So he's a bounty. Yes. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, a bounty being black on the inside, black on the outside, white on the inside. Coconut. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate coconut there. Um, the ultimate bounty. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio as the slave master who, oh, how southern and how racist could it get? You know, putting your mandingos so to, to, to war and actually damaging himself without even intending to when crushing the skull. Sold. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's brilliant. What I love, um, though, is that I think Tarantino, with one shot in this movie, one camera trick, was actually speaking to us. Because they bring DiCaprio in quite late, don't they? Yes. And he's in the marketing. Like, you know going yeah, into Django in that he's there. But you do forget. Because this you get wrapped say. up. Yeah. And then when they walk into the room and he turns around and the camera zooms in on his face and he does that kind of cheeky smile, I feel that's Tarantino going, yeah, DiCaprio's the villain, bitches. Yeah, I feel that, that's Tarantino that, talking to us. You do have, fully have that move because it is that whole motive and it's the building to get to it. And you do, yeah. you know, it's a journey in itself. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, okay, we're here. And it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and there is no, there is no, is he or is he not? He's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the bad guy. Yeah. You just feel it. And he, he goes for his revenge. He, Calvin Candy. He, he, th- th- yeah. It's been a while for you because there is revenge in that. Yeah. <laughs> there is revenge in that. That's, I would say, is the one movie in the modern Tarantino era that I really love. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 there is there is a shift in Tarantino mm. where I my excitement for a Tarantino movie Less. has completely vanished. Yeah, it's, it's not even a joke. It's completely vanished. Whereas there was a time that Quentin's making you a new do movie, no wrong. and you just you were all over it. And now it's like, yeah, yeah, very of the same ish, but at the same time it's worse and just like, yeah. you, where are you going with this? But this one, this one delivered. Yes, this one delivered. It was it wasn't even hard like. 
I think it took me like three, four goes with Inglorious, and I still haven't finished it. Whereas Django, you said I didn't down. like Inglorious the first time. Um, I like it more the second time. But here's the thing: I remember watching it the second time and being, "Oh yeah, that's a lot better." But now I'm, I've still got this bad taste in my mouth, like. It, wasn't quite what yeah, I wanted. And this is this is so sad from, you know, the Pulp Fiction days, the Jackie Brown days, that yeah. you know it's such a shift and you know, you've got that and then uh, Second time DiCaprio made our list, you noticed. Yes, mm. yes, 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 of course, of course. He's he, he Yeah, he, he does it. He does it well. He, he plays does. He, he does his part well. Would he make it a third? He's about to. I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. My number five is okay. the Revenant. I've s i have I haven't seen it entirely. Oh, I'm going through. It. I know it's a classic, though. I know. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying. Ain't it. it good? I'm enjoying it. Put it this way: when I saw the Revenant, it jumped up to number two for me, and then I saw a few other movies, and I was like, okay, down a peg. But fuck, it's beautiful. The thing that stands out to me is the goddamn cinematography in this say, movie. The, it's, Every fucking shot is like a tableau. It, it captures you. It captures you. It's captured. Like you feel like you're out there. I mean, oh god, I love that movie. I fucking love it. So it's the true story, of, well, loosely based on the true story of uh, Hugh Glass getting mauled by a grizzly, and that is hard to watch. That scene, it's rough. It's rough. It really is. Like, <laughs> it's rough. They don't pull a punch there, do they? No, 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 no. Like it's, it's not like you see a grizzly on top of him from the back. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Full frontal. <laughs> graphic. It's, graphic. It's really graphic. Um, so yeah, it's about Hugh Glass getting left by his pack of, uh, uh, not pack, his, his group of um, pelt hunters headed by another pelt hunter called Fitzgerald, played by Tom Hardy, um, getting left for dead in the wild. They kill his son, they leave him for dead. The re- a revenant obviously being a ghost, who, uh, someone who comes yeah. back from the dead. And it's, it's poetic in title because he doesn't literally die but the implication is he well, was left well, for yeah, yeah he was yeah. left for dead and came back from the dead to seek so it's be- he defied the odds exactly yeah, yeah. it's poetic in title it's to seek vengeance on Fitzgerald who left him for dead and killed his son and he gets it obviously because yeah. <laughs> there's no movie otherwise <laughs> <laughs> but the fucking trauma and torment he has to go through to get there. You've got to appreciate, this is 1800s on the end of the world, wild America. Like, it's cold. Think alpine forests, think big, vast wilderness, think fucking grizzly bears and bisons and wolves and fucking Native Americans hunting you down. I mean, it's hardcore, man. Yeah. But... DiCaprio is incredible in it. Tom Hardy, I actually think, maybe even outperforms him in it. Tom Hardy's brilliant in it, but obviously no one says that because it's the movie where DiCaprio won the Oscar. But Tom Hardy's Such a, it's, Tom it's, Hardy is immense in it. Yeah, it, you were thinking the same thing. Just you, didn't want to say get, it. You get these moments in time though in film where you're like, oh no, no, you can't say that. I just did. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. did. It's a powerful performance. But the star of that movie is... It's not any of the actors. It is the cinematography. It's... it's, it's from what I've seen so it's far. It's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And fucking Inyarita and Lubeski working together. They did it on Birdman, which is was a masterclass of experimental cinema. Um, but this movie, just every shot, be it the fucking way that the water dripping off the uh, the icicles, the fucking light coming just, through the just, trees, the way the water's it. running, it's like, oh my god! It really does capture. It's like a freaking screensaver. <laughs> every shot, yeah, yeah, 
yeah. every shot with the fucking ice on his beard it's like how are you making that pretty <laughs> like really like you he's up there with uh, Deakins the cinematographer from um, Blade Runner he's up there with Deakins as the best cinematographer in the world Lubeski he's unreal yeah, that one was really really nice it captivates it does captivate you're number four AJ okay I'm hoping for the subject of this film you've seen it it's like the ultimate revenge movie and I know you but it was really against the grain for you I'm talking Taken nope you still haven't seen it for <laughs> fuck's sake man do you know what okay Look now, I'm going to show you on my on my movies that I still need to see. Taken was on my to-see list. Legitimately ran out of time on this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not because I was like, I'm not going to see it. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I kind of have to. Didn't, I, didn't get around to seeing it. Oh, man. I really wanted to come here today and go, fuck you. I'm right. Liam Neeson's not a hard man. I'm sick of his grandpa being a hard man shtick. I can't. No. I haven't seen it. Oh. I've seen Taken 3 and that's really like... <laughs> I refuse to take him free. You see, you see one of those, you know, sometimes you get a film franchise, yeah? Mm. And it shouldn't be a franchise. Taken is that. Taken was really powerful. Yeah. Taken was really kick-ass. Um, Liam Neeson, it was married to Frankie Jensen. Right? He is the ex-CIA, just living a quiet, retired life. Frankie Jensen's the more acceptable mother. Oh, our daughter's old enough now. Let her go on holiday. Let her go abroad. Mm. He's like, be careful. Do this, do that. And it's like, oh, chill out. There's nothing wrong. The daughter, <laughs> the daughter decides to share a cab with someone. Her, the daughter and her best friend decide to share a cab with a guy in um, it's France, yeah. Who's like, oh no, we can share a cab. He played, you know, a little heartthrob guy just there trying to tempt the ladies. From there, kind of similar to the other story you mentioned, breaks into the flat, just chaos. He kills what? Like, they kidnap them to put them into the prostitution market. Oh god, yeah, it just it's just really bad, but. In that time, the daughter phones Liam Neeson to be like, Dad, there are some guys, they've broken in. We lied to you. There aren't any... Fa- there aren't... Um, the best friends was meant to have, like, uncles and aunts there. But it's like, no, there's no one there. These guys have broken in. There's trouble. And he's like, just give me the details. What do you see? Just remember. Just remember what you see. Keep telling me everything that's around. Let me know what's there. And he pays attention to it all. So he knows how to trace his daughter. He's like, babe, they're going to take you. There's nothing I can do about that. They're going to take you but I will get you back. And literally, he's, he's got all the info. He's like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get you back. And this is where you hear the kidnapper saying, good luck. Good luck. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's the, the famous line of, I don't know who you are, but I'm warning you, you're about to make a big mistake. Mm. And sure enough, yeah, you said good luck. You're fucked. <laughs> you are fucked. Like, he goes to town. Like, Taken, Taken is that movie where it's He like, goes more to town than Denzel? This is why I couldn't put Man on Fire. Like, Man on Fire was there. So you prefer Taken to Man on Fire? It's been a while since I've seen Man on Fire, so I may oh, regret question. that. I may regret it, but as it yes stands, no. yes. Wow. I'm going to say yes, because he goes in. There is torture. He goes in. He t- uses the skills that he's got to get what he needs. The ending is a touch weak. It's a, it's a bit of a weak ending where you're like... There was so much Luke is guilty of that though sometimes even with Leon yeah the ending's a bit it's like you've got so much and then it's like Phew. yeah but no honestly Taken 2 I saw it and it was like bullshit I, I, I actually refused <laughs> I refused to watch Taken 3 which I know would just be weak because they were just trying to create a spin it was like the daughter gets kidnapped then the parents get kidnapped now the kidnapper's family seeks revenge fuck off you're stretching this story way beyond but Taken 1 I, I really doubt you'll come back to me and be like, no, that was shit. 
It, it, Fine, I'll check it out. Yeah, I really doubt we're gonna go that far. But well, yes. we need to speed this the fuck up. Okay, cool. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize how long we'd been going for. Uh, my number four, I'm guessing, is a punt. Kill Bill. Punt. <laughs> <laughs> Your number three? Gladiator. Honorable. Oh, I know, I know. Okay. That hurt to leave it off. It nearly didn't make my list, and I thought I'm doing an injustice. It's one of those mm. classics of time. A man who lost it all. Yeah. And he goes through it all. And it's a journey. He goes through the absolute journey to get back there. And it's a yeah. classic. It's old enough to say it can be seen, but we are edutaining. Yeah. We've, there are films we've missed along the way. That yes. One that you've just mentioned. So I don't want to give it away. But this, if you want to know about Russell Crowe, <laughs> and you want to know about putting Russell Crowe on the map. And Joaquin. Yeah. Uh, it's true and like in Phoenix it's like this was the f- I, I just remember being in, in blown the fuck and everyone away. was like have you seen Gladiator and you felt bad for not having seen yeah, it yeah, yet yeah. every week was another so another group of have you seen Gladiator yeah uh, have you seen Gladiator it was and, amazing yeah it, it it blows you away and it's again as much as the classic element behind it and I'm again slightly shocked but I knew if it wasn't on your list it would be honourable oh, yeah, yeah. it's a different genre we're in a different time period the only well. movie I could realistically see myself taking off would be Gangs of New York for Gladiator fair enough fair enough it, it, it is a Roman timepiece of a man whose family has just been completely taken away from him he's lost it all you know yeah he's lost it all served in the Praetorian Garden Germanica yeah. gets betrayed by the new Caesar wife children murdered gets put into slavery he's as a gladiator makes it to Rome and it's like father to a murdered son husband to a murdered wife and I will have my vengeance and yeah buddy (laughs) yeah yeah very emotional very emotional isn't it just very emotional film it's wonderful that movie I'm glad it's on your list cool my number three is the international flavour that you were talking about earlier which you didn't see the original of old boy Man, I watched this last night for the first time. Ooh. I heard it's serious. I've heard it's serious. Fucking hell. I've heard it's right. serious. Now, what's the fucking hell part is because you want to know how to end a movie, it's like this. Right? And it's... Okay, so this guy gets put... He gets taken and put in a room for 15 years. 20 minutes. 15. Okay. American. (laughs) Fuck the Brolin version. 15 years. And you're thinking... And from what I heard about it, I was like, oh, okay, I like movies where the the whole thing is based off a guy staying in one place for the whole movie and trying to piece clues together. He doesn't, actually. This is what fascinated me. It took a turn. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. Um, He gets out... 30 minutes in, he's out. And they, they, they kind of expose through the 15 years, which was the right thing to do. But then it's about him not knowing why the he was put in this room and getting revenge for the fuckers who put him in this room right but then you get a twist you get a twist the likes of which makes you go oh damn like there's a girl who's involved I guessed how the two of them were interlinked I did guess that okay If, if you're sharp you can guess it it's not unguessable and then because I guessed it I'll be frank the last two third the last act of the movie I thought dragged a bit but then when the last scene came in and flipped everything that I knew on its head I was like oh oh (laughs) now you want to talk about how to do revenge it's not just here's the fascinating thing right it's two pronged I I don't want to give away too much but it's not just oh this guy's had 15 years of his life taken away get him get him 
But then you realise that the guys who put him in there, hang on, that was valid motivation. And you're like, double revenge. And you're like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> and for the whole movie, you're led to believe like, he's not a bad guy. And then you're, then you finish the movie going, he wasn't a bad guy. But that one thing which he wasn't aware was a thing, it's like, oh my god! Ooh. The one thing he wasn't aware was a thing, and you can't be aware it's a thing until the thing happens at the end, and you're like, well, talk about a fucking way to put into movie an analogy for throw a stone in the water and it creates ripples. Jesus fucking Christ! And you're like, you just don't realise it. It's such a reflection of mankind about how the little actions that mean nothing to us can have such That's a grave sweet. effect on someone else. I mean, so grave. I mean, you hear the passion in my voice now. It's like, like motherfucking mind blown. Wow. It's incredible. Okay. Incredible. I've, yeah, as I said, yet to finish one and... Um... The twist, man. <laughs> it leaves you like, like, like you've been punched, like, and breathe. <laughs> Your number two. Right, you mentioned it earlier. Ah, the Baba Yaga himself. The Baba Yaga. John Wick. Ain't it good? I'm surprised. Is that higher? This goes to town. <laughs> Keanu goes to town. You know, he did it all himself. Yeah. That's why I love Keanu. And that's why I said in my John Wick 2 review, shameless plug, check it out on YouTube. John Wick 2, I said that Keanu is honestly the last real action star we've got. Because he does it all himself. The Rock's got a stunt double. Vin's got a stunt double. Keanu does his own shit. Tom? Tom Cruise. Okay, Cruz. <laughs> okay, I can't argue Cruz. But yeah, no, one of the last, one of the last. No, he, you know, of, the, of that bygone era of action stars, like the Willis's and the Schwartz's yeah, and the yeah, Slides, yeah. you know, the guys who just did it all. Yeah. Keanu's there, man. And I know he gets rapped because he doesn't exactly have a lot of range. He's, he's, he doesn't. He's, he's not Mr. Oscar worthy. No, he's not. But, but I tell you but what. He delivers. But I tell you what. When Keanu's playing in his wheelhouse, fuck me. Like, there's very yeah, few who can do what Keanu yeah, does. You can't, you can't, you can't deny it. You cannot deny it. They created a martial art for this movie, right? <laughs> who does that? Gun fu. Like, who does yeah, that? It's a, it's a madness. It's a madness. They could combine kung fu with close quarters <laughs> combat. I was like, who does that? Genius movie. And you know what? Purest, purest revenge motivation you can think of. Wife's dying of cancer, leaves him a puppy. People break in to steal his car, kill the puppy. Or, or they've got to die. But it was that, but it was... It, that is the concept of the story. There is no in-between. They've got to die. But it's when you realise how bad it goes, when it was like, that's John Wick's car. <laughs> that you and you killed, killed John Wick's puppy. And this is this is tough nut, very high up in the, in, in the reins of gangland, and he's just told his son, you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about this. Yeah. There is... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and it just goes it's John Wick's car oh yeah and you, you remember him like saying like, the tone like oh shit yeah it, it was just like <laughs> it was, as that phone call comes in it was like and that that was it that's all yeah. you needed to set the tone of oh shit yeah. you, you just know that when you see a guy with that much power shake that much 
shit's about to go down. <laughs> it was like, but we've got... No, doesn't yeah. matter. But we've got... It doesn't matter. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to John Wick 3. <laughs> you saw number two, yeah? Yes, yes. Can yes. I be honest? I preferred number two. Love one. I thought two, they just took it to another level. They did, Kafu. But- <laughs> Sorry. He did martial art, not on cars, with cars. Yeah, with he cars. used the car as a weapon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how the fuck? That opening it scene blew my mind. It is a, it's a mad movement. It's a mad movement. But the, that initial introduction to a man, like, who is John Wick? But I just yeah. love the way on two they built on everything. You know, the, the, the folklore of the assassins, the, yeah. the currency at the Continental Hotel, the way at the end. Um, what's his face says to him like run and then he turns up and all the people start looking at him like oh he's that fucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. John it's amazing it. it was a good film it was it was I love the mystique about that movie the, yes yeah where it gives you an underground that that yeah. Yeah, this is the world we live. These are the rules we live by. Yeah. This, that, if this is that, that is this. You can't do this. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. But such a purist revenge. Uh, we can all relate to that. We can't all do what John Wick does. No, but, but can we relate. can all fucking relate. It took the piss. I'm gonna take it back. <laughs> I'm gonna te- teach you a lesson. Right. Your number. That was your number two. My number two is Dead Man's Shoes. Not even heard of it. Not even heard of it. I'm not surprised. It's a small little British film. It's got a very early role for Toby Kebbell, who you'll know from uh, Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planet of the Apes and also from the junkie in Rock and Roller. Um, He's the only real star in it. Story is... What year? Roughly. 2004. Okay. Super simple concept, all right? Um, It picks up with a man returning from the army, right? And the reason he's returning is because his brother, who is... You're not really allowed to say spastic anymore, are you? But they use that word. Disabled. They use that word in the movie. He says, my brother's a spastic, right? So don't judge me. Um, But he comes back to find out that his brother has been tortured, bullied, I mean, molested the whole shebang by the uh, local... I mean, it's a small little nothing town. Honestly, it's one of those stereotypical could be fucking anywhere northern suburbia towns look like somewhere like Scarborough you know proper little nothing town and the local gangsters if you can even call them that the local wannabes who just you know deal weed yeah. that's, that's as high as they go like ooh you deal weed they took it upon themselves to aggrandize themselves by picking on this kid and unfortunately the kid has a fucking powerful older brother right so he comes back to town and he goes to town on these guys and it's done it's it's shot in such it's only it's a low budget it's made on a budget of about five million like nothing budget makes deadpool one look like it had a mid a billion dollars you know nothing budget um it's just clever editing it's very grounded in reality it's the sort of shit you know happens unfortunately mm. it's very nitty-gritty and the way he takes these guys out emotionally and physically is 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 fascinating and that like with old boy there's a serious twist at the end because for the whole movie his brother's with him like saying these are the guys that's them you know these these are the guys then something happens at the end with the brother and you're like ah now that is one of the cleverest pieces of movie making I've ever seen hmm it's a twist Mm -hmm. there's a mega twist and that twist not that his actions need a justifying but it further justifies them you're like, oh, oh, they did that shit to your brother. Right. Mm. It's amazing. 
It's just a man with his morals in the right place saying, first off, you don't beat up people with disabilities and do what you did to him. Least of all, if it's my brother. Yeah. You know, it, brilliant film. What, and watched it last night again. Having the first time I saw it was back in 2004. Watched it last night, thinking old boy's my number two. Pushed old boy down. It's that yeah. good. It's that good. Interesting. Interesting. I guess I know what you're talking about. It has a slight um, reminder of. Um, is it. Walking Tall? That kind of coming back from it's the army. Way but, better than Walking Tall. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, just yeah. It's, it's different and you can see the emotional drive, but yeah. My yeah, number, number one. one well, we punted, didn't we? Of course. The I knew this was coming. The, the bride herself. I knew this was coming. This, yeah, this, for good reason. This, this was this was Uber Furman's movie. Like this. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. This is her role. What movie, AJ? Oh, the one and only Kill Bill. Yes. Well, I say the one and only. There's two parts. No, to it. it's one movie. <laughs> it is one, one movie. movie. One movie. Just it'd be too long to be in the cinema. Yeah. So you had to split it into Kill Bill. Many people have got as far as to think this was my favourite movie because of the way you have raved about it over the years. I have loved Kill Bill like with a passion. I remember someone saying it to me like, it's like "What's your favourite movie?" I'm not sure. And they're like, "Isn't it Kill Bill?" It's like. Really? <laughs> I, I, I have that much of a passion. Can I be it. frank? That would be where my mind goes. <laughs> it, it, I, this was Tarantino. Yeah. This, this is what you call Tarantino. This he was, ripped off Le Bussu. With your five point yep. thing. Okay, fair enough. But we won't get into it too much just in case anyone's not seen this classic. Two part classic. Um, but okay, fair enough. There was a five point mention there. Bill Carradine. Um, oh, such a, the cast goes on. The cast goes on. Such an amazing Bill Carradine. That's it. I said David. David. Yeah, Bill. Sorry, Bill Carradine. No, no, David. Bill, I David. said Bill. It's David Carradine. Yeah, yeah. get it right. Yes. That's the alcohol. <laughs> no, but yes, we had Bo Derek, Michael Madsen, um, Lucy Liu, Lucy Liu, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel ja- yeah, he's the pianist. Yes, the Samuel wedding. Jackson. Yeah, um, Vivica Fox. Um, What's her face with the eye? Oh, why am I banking on it? Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah, yeah, that's it, Daryl Hannah. This is the story of a a group of female assassins working under the guise of working... They're the evil Charlie's Angels. (laughs) They're working for... They really are. They're not working for Charlie, they're working for Bill. Yeah. And it's the story of the bride who was has been screwed over she by left Bill the group the, yeah she, she's left the group she wants to start a family got she, herself she's, knocked yeah, up she, she's living a happy life but then she's at her wedding. Red wedding yeah at her wedding it's uh, brutal the group kill her kill the husband and yeah they would, they, like, they would have left everyone for dead anyone who was in that church was left for dead but by a miracle she survives yeah Again, a bit similar to the Reverend, like you shouldn't survive, and yeah. it's the, the initial journey of just rebuilding. Like you get the whole backstory where she's in a, like pretty much a it coma. It is similar to the Revenant, isn't it? Yeah, Fuck, that means the Revenant's not on the much more. And it's Fuck. like that whole where do we, you know, the the whole backstory of how she got to where she is, and she's like, but before anything, it's a spoiler, but it's not just. We need motion. <laughs> just wiggle <laughs> your big, big toe. <laughs> wiggle your big toe. And once she's able to move, she is out to exact revenge. And on she goes everybody. after the whole deadly viper assassination The whole gang. crew. There is not one person spared. If you were there and you took, you took part in that, and she does it all massacre with a Hattori Hanzo yeah. sword. Hattori Hanzo, real guy, by the way. Okay, real guy. Yeah. Not in that not period. Not that period. Yeah. But was a real swordsmith in Japan. And she goes all over the world. 
she goes all over the world to exact this revenge and she takes it out there is no for, there is not one form of revenge that isn't taken part you've got yeah. your torture mutilation de- yeah screw it decapitation I've said it any form of violence as you said and just with a sword yeah <laughs> just with a sword oh, it's wonderful from the set pieces the action scenes the dialogue obviously which Tino is famous for the soundtrack the way it's almost shot like a sort of superhero comic book movie it's wonderful yeah and start to finish it's wonderful yeah and the best Superman monologue you'll ever hear yes <laughs> of course yes 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 yeah that that made you sit back and think, I was like oh point good point point good point yeah makes you look at superheroes in a complete different way yeah Kill Bill is an amazing choice yes my number one we punted on it's a big one it's How a big one the fuck is it seven for you is it seven yes Cape Fear unbelievable movie it get, that's the cycle I saw it, it years gets. ago watched it again for this I mean I was just gripping my pillow with how good this movie is I, I might go out on a limb and say I think this might be De Niro's best performance I'd go that far he, bl- he Raging Bull obviously there's an argument because of what he did physically but he, he blew me away in this movie and where the movie was so clever and this is why it's my number one because if you want to talk about how to deal with revenge this is for it me is. the holy grail because the guy seeking revenge is loathsome but he's in the right this is the pro- this is the thing with it he this got is, there screwed is, there is no it's in-between. irrelevant the fact that he was a rapist and he did get sent to prison he was not put through the justice system properly yeah and for that principality man's out for revenge for those unfamiliar the the revenge is afterwards because evidence was withheld which puts him in in it puts him in the right yeah so he's after 14 years in prison all he's been doing for 14 years is plotting revenge plotting revenge but intellectually he doesn't just do physically he knows the legal system he knows how to work this is what I thought was genius is that much like his whole M.O. for whole, I'm, I'm owed my dues here because you withheld information in my case irrespective of whether you think I'm guilty or not even though I probably am guilty based on the type of character I'm portraying that doesn't matter you owe me a fair court case and the movie is so clever with making De Niro an intelligent villain how he operates on the outskirts of the law how he's able to psychologically torment Nick Nolte and Juliette Lewis without ever actually breaking a law yeah yeah following them but at arm's length so you can't even get a restraining order being on the outskirts of his property and looking in sitting on his wall he's allowed to do that he's not on your property technically you know it's that he really fucking torments he puts them, them. he puts them for it he puts them for it's, it it's mental how clever he is in, in the whole process I mean and he's not doing this to anybody he's doing this to a fucking lawyer a guy who knows the law inside out and the law is powerless but you know what there's a, there's a saying but it's, I think they're saying it's like frying you with your own grease. Yeah. And that's what it was. It's like, okay. We'll play your game. I, I, yes, this is who I am. But I'm not going to use those violent ways. I'm going to do it this way. Mm. <laughs> your, I'm, I'm coming into your world now. And the, yeah, and the movie's clever because, you know, just in case there's any doubt, like, oh, was the information withheld? Is he guilty? Is he not? You know, you can't really take people. No, 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 no. They show him raping. They show him doing horrible shit. So the movie beats you over the head like, nah, he's a horrible cunt. Yeah. But you're still going to side with him on some weird morality level. Principle is principle. The yep. law is the law. Yeah. Two, two wrongs don't make a right. No, absolutely and not. And that, that, that's the key to this story. It's just 
of all the movies on here, none of them left me so like, wow, on how to deal with our theme this week, the topic of revenge. It's the most unique of all of them. No, of course. It's the only one, you know, some of them have got a good twist. Some of them are rip-roaring adventures of blood and revenge. Some of them are pompous adventures of flamboyant revenge. That's all fine. None of them deal with revenge in a way where you don't want to side with the guy acting revenge, but you kind of have to because of... Principle mm. is... Yeah! It's a t- it's it's your talk. so it's a way, clever. Emotional theory. It really does blur the line. We are so fucking over time this week, it's unreal. Okay. <laughs> Should we run through our honourables quickly? Okay. Funny enough, as, as we went through it, one that just hit me as an honourable, phone booth. Yeah? Yeah, phone booth, Liberty Standstill, which was a Wesley Snipes kind of rip-off. Phone booth's a good off. one, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The two I didn't get a chance to see, Counter Monte Cristo and Taken. The honourables, Straw Dogs. Not Legendary Dustin Hoffman movie. This I thought, oh, you know, directed by Sam Peckinpah. This is stuff of legend. So I, I'm like, how the fuck is this considered so high? I don't get it. Gladiator mentioned the crow. Oh, I yes. wanted to put the crow on. I, I, I stayed away from anything superhero. <laughs> Are you feeling okay? <laughs> I had to. I, had I was to. waiting for the Punisher and I had a line ready for you which was three things are certain in life death, taxes, and AJ picking a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Punisher made honourable. He made honourable. Lucky number 11. Love, love, love. Oh, you haven't? No. Treat yourself. Hell of a cool movie. Uh, Leon. Actually, no, 11 I have seen. With Josh Hartnett. Yes, yes, yes. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that movie. Um, the Foreigner that I haven't seen oh you didn't get a chance not as yet Another, now the last two are the sort of iconic ones which I'm like it has to make the list nope they were my 9 and 10 and then they got pushed down because of Old Boy and uh, Dead Man's Shoes making a list last night Get Carter yes funny enough do you know what's weird I actually enjoyed the Stallone one which a lot of people won't say I actually didn't mind it you seen the Kane one though I saw it after and I yeah. think that's why I, you know when you kind of think you know the story and then it's changed yeah there's a, have get, you seen the Stallone one no I mean Get Carter I get why people like it you know it is without Get Carter you don't have Guy Ritchie and all of the modern British yeah. gangster films like sit down behave yourself you know all of that comes from Get Carter I appreciate that but it didn't rock my world it really didn't I had it at number 9 or 10 because I'm like I kind of have to but then it's like no actually fuck you I don't check the Stallone one out it's different yeah it's different I know a lot of people will hate on it but and the last one which I was like this is, is going to be top three and then I saw it and I was like it's not that good and people in the states are going to go fuck you unsubscribe Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood okay. Morgan Freeman okay. and Gene Hackman the western and I was like yeah let's do counter programming let's put a western in there for a western vibe you know do you know mate it ain't that fucking good I had before I put um, I Know What You Did Last Summer on the horror scale there was Carrie and that's all yeah. I was like yeah it's there Another one which is a different twist. It's the villain looking for revenge. It is completely left field. Mm. The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it in there. That would have been a there. Good Yeah, but I, by the time I put horrible... It's like too many twists that I couldn't do. Colombiana, which I've mentioned a few times along the way. Yeah, you love Punisher. Yeah. Troy. Yeah. Troy has an element, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. But then like, when you compare Troy and Gladiator, there's yeah. one winner. <laughs> there's one winner. Um, Although yeah. I do love Troy. Yeah, oh, I love Troy. I oh, completely Troy. love Troy. Ocean's Eleven had a hint of revenge. Oh, a hint, it is. Well, it is a revenge movie, it's the highest movie, but yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, one that's just come to mind, The Losers. With uh, Idris Elba, Jeffrey D. Morgan and Chris Evans. I've never seen it. So fucking good. Okay. It's so good, AJ. Cool. Right, Rushmore time. Kill Bill. 
Guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. I'll, I'll lock those both in. That's the, the psychological twist on that just makes it... It's a different form of revenge. Yeah, it has to be. Kill Bill because of the fact that it is... I, I guess when you think of revenge movies, that is the quintessential one now, isn't it? Do you know it? what? I think uh, some people might lean towards Taken, but Kill Bill's no, like... No, 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 <laughs> no. Kill Bill is that one. No, no. Pre- present company excluded, and present company's making a much more with it. So, <laughs> Kill Bill, no Taken. But then again, some would say John Wick... But I think uh, well, they're, in, they're in that cat. They're in that. There was all that kettle of fish. A bit too close to Kill Bill. Of course, no, no. I'm just saying as that standout revenge movie. But I've just, I just. I want an international feel. So are we going Leon? Are we going Old Boy? Or are we going Le Bossu? Leon, I kind of want to exhume because of the fact that it gets brought up. It gets brought up too much, way. and it's not that international when you realistically no. check it. And <sighs> Old Boy is iconic. Is and it's only been boy? around for 15 years old boy's interesting because it's that it's that length of time but then that's what scares me as well is that he had that 20 year 15 years 15 year but then we've got 14 years of Cape Fear so they've both got that long plot but then there's a different oh, thing because he's kidnapped yeah dealing with he, it. Like, he's Cape, kidnapped and it's revenge it's still how the movie deals with the theme of revenge not obviously not seeing this version of it is it are we talking on the same similar oh, but then you are we talking on similar lines of like man on fire type revenge going on? He, I mean, he goes to town. You see, he goes to town, but I, I wouldn't say it's as brutal. I mean, there's a few like scenes where you're like, Rrr. but there's, it's, yeah, I wouldn't say it's as, as brutal as man on fire. You see, man on fire, no, that man on fire is more visceral. See, I'm tempted to go old boy. Mm-hmm. Do you have a counter proposal? Do not say horrible bosses. Eh? You've got that smirk on your face, boy. You see, there is there is the element of you have to look that there is a comedic aspect. If we're looking at different ways of revenge, you've got your psychological. Mm. And as much as I know you don't want it, you, let's look at the different ways. I'm not putting it in just because it's counter-programming in the sense that it's delivering revenge as a comedy. The way it deals with revenge is not believable. It's funny, yeah, sure, but you cannot in the pantheon of revenge movies even consider <laughs> horrible bosses. Sorry. Goonies, your argument was valid and I had no, I didn't have a counter-argument for it. This, the argument's very clear. It does not deal with revenge anywhere near as well as the other movies. Yeah, in, that, in that sense, yeah, it, it, it is far-fetched. I get, I get the counter-programming. I get the fact that let's put a comedic spin on it. Cool. But that's not a valid... Just because it's a comedy doesn't mean it's a valid enough reason okay, but, to make but a hold, Here I'm, I'm hitting now. You know the one that Are we agreeing me? on Old Boy? I, so there's just the one slot. I, I'm... I'm right, I'm looking at the elements of that. What I, you have got me on is the Charles Bronson one. Oh, I'd love Death Wish to be there. That would be because worthy. that is I can't get you, so, but I'm still out for revenge. Yeah, that is different. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we've got the I'm a hunt you down. I know who you are. I'm a hunt you down. Yeah, we've got the psychological. Yeah, I'm not going to touch you. You can't do anything to me, and it's now making you be the bad guy. Yeah. to win. So there's that. Mate, it's fucking worthy. Like, for, you want to talk about counter-programming? There's... Like, Horrible Bosses isn't counter-programming. It's actually stereotypical in terms of revenge. Like, he's done bad to me, I'm going to do bad back to him. It's, it's as stereotypical as it gets. Mate, Death Wish is a strong shout. See, yeah, Death Wish I can deal with. But you can't deal with Old Boy. I, do you know what? I'm tempted to, but I'm also scared to. None of the... Okay, here's my pitch for Old Boy. Other than the fact that it's an international feel, because then you can just revoke me going, I'm not putting it on just because it's international. The way it deals with revenge, as I mentioned, the twist leaves you breathless 
Because it, the twist brings all the attention from the main protagonist, Odaisu, who you've been following for the whole movie, going, man, they've taken 15 years away from you. Get him. You haven't done anything wrong. There's the whole exposition. He isn't a bad guy, like, at all. Then this twist happens, and it, it doesn't take anything away from Odaisu's motivation, because it's like, no, no, get your revenge. They still took 15 years away from you. But the guy who put you there, motherfucker, get your revenge too. Get your revenge too. And nothing, no other revenge movie deals with that pebble-creating ripples effect, like I said. It's so human in the way... Because we've all done it. Like, fucked with other people's lives without even knowing about it. We're all guilty of it. No, 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 of course, of course. That's an interesting, that's an interesting one. Like, don't even need to pay attention to the international factor, although it is a factor. But just the way that the revenge in the last I, no, no, scene I'm, I'm play, I'm the play with that. the movie and makes it a two-pronged revenge. I will play with that, but then I will also play with... Yes? I know what you did last summer. Because? Because it's one of those where they've done wrong, but then they're gradually being killed off. You don't... As much as it feels like it's that guy, there's the uncertainty of who's going for them. The fact that it's a horror compared to the others where you don't have. We've got different elements of okay, era. But, okay, but you could you can make an argument for every movie on this list. That's a fact. So you're gonna pitch. I don't. I know what you did last summer. But then my question is, at the expense of what? But, um, this is just the old boy. The other three are locked in. I, I mean, don't. Well, I don't have a major issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's different. That is completely different. And it's an understandable vengeance, like... Oh, mate, I don't know if it's right to take Old Boy off this list. I don't either. I think Old Boy is recognised, but I don't know which one is recognised enough. No, 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 there's, there's no debate on that. Okay. Everyone who's seen Old Boy categorically says Korean version. 2003 Korean version of Old Boy. There's, 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 there's not even a debate on that amongst film fans. That's literally not a debate. It is universally accepted that the Brolin remake should never have happened. Right. There is the international, there's the... There's the international, there's the twist, there's the fact that it's a two-pronged revenge, there's the fact that the last scene was one of the most powerful scenes I've ever seen in film. It's always hard when you haven't seen. I'm not lying to you. No, 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 but I'm just trying to see, like, if there was a, yes, there is, I mean, think of it, we're not even putting Gladiator in this list, which is... I appreciate that, but we are going so over time on this week. I'll give it to you, I'll give it to you, I'll give it to you just on time basis alone. I think there's a lot of debating that could have taken place. Oh, there is, but we are so shit out of time, it's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of revenge movies in no particular order is Kill Bill. Our second entry is Cape Fear. Our third entry is Death Wish. Our final entry into revenge movies is the 2003 Korean version of Old Boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah, okay, guys. Um, time permitted. We could have gone on a bit longer in the debates, but that's that. I hope you have enjoyed it. If it's your first time, welcome and thank you. And do not forget to like and subscribe because that is fully appreciated. And that is on the iTunes platform I'm talking about. But you know what? Any platform you're on, we do fully appreciate you having us on board. And we hope that you have enjoyed this past hour or 
hour plus. We thank you. I can't say too much because time is pressing. But do follow the Instagram, get in there, get a chance to win the topic that we will be discussing next. But until the next time, I am the one AJ Anthony Jordan. And please make sure you also follow my movie reviews and sometimes an AJ Jordan's on YouTube and leave that five star rating on iTunes. I am Nico Luro. See ya. Yeah.